0: Welcome to the Home Birth After Cesarean podcast. Due to the rate of unnecessary c-sections, the lack of support, and limited options for VBAC moms in the hospital, more and more women are choosing to have their VBAC babies at home. This podcast was created for women to share and listen to stories of home birth after cesarean. I'm your host, Rachel Garrett. Today, we're chatting with Rachel, and she is going to share her two birth stories with us. So Rachel, if you just want to give us an introduction, that would be great.
1: Yeah. um, So my name is Rachel. I'm from Idaho. I currently live in North Idaho. I have two little kids, um, a girl, Violet. She's four and a half, and Jasper, he is 18 months old. They are so fun to play with all day long. I'm also an artist, so I make art all day long as well.
0: Very cool. I love those names, by the way. Both of those names are super sweet and unique. I haven't heard Jasper before. I really like that. Thank you. So, yeah, if you if you just want to take us to wherever you want to start, if it's with Violet's pregnancy or anything before that, you just take us there.
1: So when I found out I was pregnant with Violet, I was super excited. Um, I had planned to have a natural birth. I'm one of those people that likes to do things the natural way, holistic, just as clean as possible. That's just something that's always been my mindset. And so I had started planning out a natural birth, an unmedicated birth. But when the 20-week ultrasound came around, we found out that I had placenta previa, which is the um, placenta lies across the cervix. They said it was possible it could move out of the way, but it didn't end up moving out of the way. So I had to schedule a cesarean and that was a real bummer. And I had a really hard time accepting that and grasping that for Pretty much the rest of the pregnancy. It did take me some time to really grasp that, but I did finally feel okay with that. I was gonna
0: say both for lives basically. There was no other way around it. <laughs> right. That's one of those things where I mean a C-section is a hundred percent necessary because there's there's no way that baby can be born when the placenta is covering the cervix. Yep. So how, how did the C-section go? And then how was recovery in that postpartum time afterwards?
1: So the C-section was planned at 36 weeks, um, which is a little early. It could have been earlier, but I'm glad it was just at 36 weeks. I did have a midwife that I kept care with through the whole entire pregnancy. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And she worked well with the the OB that performed the cesarean. When the cesarean finally came time to happen, this is a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember it now. (laughs) I remember I felt pretty calm going into the the cesarean. Like I just felt everything's going to be okay. I'm going to meet my baby soon. It's going to be all right. And the procedure went fine. There was no problems. They did have to really nudge her out of me. Like they were pressing on my ribs so much. I thought for sure I was going to have broken ribs or bruised body when she came out, but I was totally fine. It just took a lot of nudging to get her out. She wasn't ready to come
0: out yet. She was still pretty high up in your ribs then, you mean? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want me going into labor at all. And I didn't, I didn't feel any labor whatsoever.
0: So then how was that immediate postpartum time after she was born? Was there anything else in the OR or once you were in the recovery room or back in the hospital room?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because like I said, before the cesarean and even during the cesarean, I felt really calm and I felt very okay. And then basically as soon as she was taken out of me, and whisked away into the NICU, I just felt all the calmness just leave. And I just felt completely like alone and just drained of life almost. I don't know how else to describe it. And I kind of stuck with those feelings for a long time after she was with me, um, which it kind of affected our bonding. I had a hard time bonding with her for a really long time.
0: How long was she in the NICU for? Uh, Only like six hours. She was great. (laughs) Good. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Because sometimes you hear the stories where it's days or weeks or months or... Yeah. Yeah. It was a procedure to take her there immediately because she was early. How long were you guys in the hospital for then afterwards?
1: About three days. I think they wanted to keep us there one more day, but I wanted to be out. <laughs> yeah.
0: <was> <laughs> it, it's kind of exhausting being, I mean, you just had a baby and then everything, they have nurses coming in and checking on you, checking on baby, doing all the things and
1: uh-huh. you're just kind of
0: are itching to get back home and be in your own bed after a couple nights. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then how, how was that transition back home in those first couple of weeks postpartum with a new baby?
1: You know, they had their ups and downs. It was Breastfeeding was hard because she came early and my milk was not ready. I wasn't producing colostrum or anything for at least two weeks. So I was pumping, trying to get things stimulated and while feeding her formula and bringing her to the breast whenever I could. And I kept going at it and going at it and finally started producing milk. And so that was a lot of work, a lot of effort. But after about two months, I was able to breastfeed her exclusively. So it was worth the effort. It was really important to me that I could do that because I couldn't have the birth that I wanted. So I wanted to at least be able to feed her how I wanted.
0: That's exactly how I felt after my son's C-section, mm-hmm. too. I can completely relate to that. Like, this is mm-hmm. not the birth that I had planned or that I wanted for you, yeah. but I really, really want to breastfeed. That was like the next most important thing to me after the mm-hmm. birth. So I completely understand <laughs> what you mean yeah. to that. So then after her birth, did you always know that you wanted to have a VBAC, or how did that kind of come into play?
1: Oh yeah. Before she was even born, I was like, the next one is going to be a VBAC (laughs) because I already had that in my mindset. And my um, midwife, she actually was very supportive of that too. She's like, your next one can have a VBAC.
0: It's going to be great. So she was very supportive. I like that. Did you always know that you wanted to have a VBAC at home or were you kind of weighing options between home and the hospital or how did that process go?
1: Well, I have always been open to like alternative methods. I always had an open mind for home births or birth centers, but I wasn't planning on it for the second time yet. I was kind of hoping for a birth center birth because my husband was actually a little nervous about doing a home birth. And so a birth center felt like a good middle ground. But when we were looking around for birth centers for our second birth. Um, were we were actually in the process of moving at the time when I was pregnant with our second child. And so we had to find a completely new provider and the new town we were going to, the hospitals there to start with don't allow VVACs at all. So a hospital was already out of my plan because I wasn't going to have another C-section. And there was one birth center in our town our new town and the birth center actually didn't allow feedbacks either the state wouldn't allow it but the midwives there they could attend my birth as a home birth so that's kind of how the home birth idea happened
0: and how how did that conversation go with your husband then how did you guys kind of work through any fears that he might have had or start to prepare for having a home birth
1: well actually when i gone off the call with the midwife. I told him, I'm like, a home birth is the only option we've got. And I was kind of stressing out and worried. And he's like, okay, a home birth is what we're going to do. You've got to do this. This is the right choice for us. So he was on board before I was even all the way on board.
0: That's awesome that he was able to just say, okay, yep, this is (laughs) what we're going to do then to have that support because that support can make a big difference sometimes in planning Mm -hmm. for a home birth or a hospital birth or, I mean, any kind of birth you need support. So that's great that he was supportive of that then. So then how, how did that pregnancy go? And then was there anything that you did specifically to prepare for a VBAC?
1: Um, The pregnancy was great. No exciting things like placenta previa. (laughs) Um, I just, I read a lot of books. I've already have an interest in birth stuff so it, it's fun to me to read about birth and listen to birth podcasts and watch birth videos and just kind of immerse myself in in all that and I went out seeking specifically home births and VBAC home births to just kind of prepare myself
0: you were with the midwife that was at the birth center did you do all your prenatal care with them then too
1: Yes. She she came to my house So for all of the prenatal visits, which was was really nice. <laughs> I could that just is nice. <laughs> and she'd come and check up on me. It was very personable because it wasn't just about checking the vitals. She, you know, would chat with me, ask me how I'm doing, how my little girl's doing. So You know, it kind of became friends rather than just like a midwife patient relationship.
0: I've heard that from a lot of women that I've talked to that they still are in contact with their midwives or it was like an extension of family or a good friend and just Mm -hmm. someone that you can really be comfortable with and have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So then did they, was it just the one midwife that you had care with then or were they on like a rotation of some kind?
1: Well, I just had the one midwife and she had an assistant that came to the actual birth.
0: At what point did labor start for you then? And walk us through kind of what labor looked like leading up to birth.
1: I was really excited to feel labor because I didn't get to feel anything like that with Violet. So I was really excited to actually experience contractions and going through the movements of labor. Labor with Jasper started at thirty. 38 weeks at Sunday around like 2 AM. I was feeling like these low back pains and kind of cramp feelings. And I actually didn't think that they were labor at all that I was experiencing. I thought it was just like pregnancy pains, you know? So I got out of bed and kind of moved around a little bit, got a snack. I'm like, okay, this isn't getting better. I'll go take a bath. So I was taking a bath at like three or four in the morning And the bath helped a little bit. And I I think I slept in there for a little little bit that night. And then around seven o'clock in the morning, I kind of recognized that these pains were coming in like wave-like feelings. And I'm like, oh crap, this is labor. I'm experiencing labor
0: (laughs) right now. (laughs) This is what it feels like, okay. (laughs) And how awesome that that was like an exciting thing for you and not something to be feared because you hear that like, Oh, I don't want to feel the pain of labor. I don't want to feel contractions, but to be looking forward to experiencing labor and really Uh like seeing what that feels like. (laughs) That's a great perspective to have going into it. Well, I, I loved
1: the whole labor, even as it was getting more and more intense, I just focused more and more on my breath. That was my biggest thing I relied on. I think was just, my breath. I'm big into yoga and meditation. And so I'm already have a good practice of focusing on my breath and breathing deep into my body. And I think that helped a lot when things felt intense and maybe hard to handle.
0: Definitely. And that helps keep you calm too. I Mm -hmm. mean, I, one thing that I kept visualizing was like with each breath that I take, all of this oxygen is going straight to my baby. And so just that Mm -hmm. visualization can help keep you calm and feeling grounded and not not freaking out <laughs> even yeah. when things kind of started to escalate or labor got a little bit more intense it just helped keep you calm so at what point in labor did your midwife and her assistant come over that sunday
1: afternoon i called and told her what i was feeling and the the i started timing the contractions and they weren't super consistent so she said, well, it could just be prodromal labor. And my gut feeling didn't think that they were, but I was just like, okay, I'll just keep you in the loop. i will let you know what's going on. So I went through the rest of that day um, with these inconsistent contractions. And then the next morning, they just felt closer together more, a little bit more intense. So I called her again and I called my doula and I said, I think you guys need to come over soon. (laughs) And I think my doula arrived sooner before, or before my midwife. And then they, the midwives started setting everything up and it
0: started feeling real (laughs) that everything was happening and it was exciting. So what time was that at? You said that was on Monday then?
1: Yes, that was on Monday around, around 10 o'clock in the morning.
0: Did you have plans to, I know a lot of women who have home births plan to do a water birth or they have the birth tub. Was that something you had in mind or did you not want to do the water birth?
1: I went into this birth with a very open mind. I didn't have like a very stick to plan. Like I didn't say I'm going to have a water birth. I have to have a water birth. I kind of just said, yeah, we'll set up the water tub. If that happens, it'll happen. So we set up the water tub and I didn't end up using it at
0: all, <laughs> but it worked out fine. <laughs> where did you end up spending most of your labor and then where did you eventually give birth?
1: Well, before we set up the water tub, I actually did spend a lot of time in our bathtub. So that's kind of funny. But when, kept going, when labor kept going, I was on the, um, my goodness, what is that word? Exercise ball. <laughs> I, I was enjoying that a lot, just swaying my hips around. I walked up them down the stairs a bit. Um, the labor kind of was going consistently, but it wasn't growing, if, if that's the right word. So we, we were walking up and down the stairs a lot to hopefully get it going just a little bit further. And every time I walked the stairs, it did. <laughs> it got more intense, but as soon as I would stop or sit down, it kind of slowed down a little bit. So then we ended up in my bedroom and we started doing the miles circuit routine to hopefully get baby in a better position because the midwife thought that maybe he was just tilted weird or just not in a right spot to get into the right birthing position. So we started doing that with my doula's help. My husband was putting our other daughter to sleep at that point. So this is like a whole day of moving on the exercise ball and stairs and wherever I felt like being.
0: So then Um, at what point did it start to up because that was all on Monday still, you said, right? Yeah, this was all on Monday still.
1: Um, During the second position of the mile circuit routine, I was on my bed and about halfway through my water broke. And that's when everything just picked up really fast and a lot more intense. And I could feel this baby coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes away that cushion (laughs) that you had and all of a sudden it's like wow these are real contractions now Uh so then how long after your water broke was it until he was actually born
1: somewhere between seven and nine is when my water broke and jasper was born around eleven forty. so my water broke and because i don't know if laws are different somewhere anywhere else but in idaho once i get into active pushing labor I have two hours to basically push a baby out or I have to get transferred to the hospital so after the my water broke sometime after that is when that timer basically started I remember I felt a little pressured around that time because I did not want to get go to the hospital to have this baby and I have no idea what the time was like I was just like, okay, this baby's coming, this baby's coming, come on. And I was trying every position. I was on the floor for a while on hands and knees. and That felt good. I was having lots of pressure on my back. And so that kind of relieved a little bit of the pain for a while. And then I tried a squatting position on a a birthing stool that my midwife brought. But that wasn't working either. So then we moved to the bed. And I kind of leaned against my husband um, in the final parts. And he helped support me near that end. And even when the things were intense, I was still enjoying labor for the most part. When like transition hit, that was pretty much the only time I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt, oh my gosh, this is too much. This is a lot on my body. What's going on? This is too hard. I can't do it. And I actually said that out loud. And those aren't words that I usually say out loud. Like I don't usually say I can't do it. And, but I did. And my midwife and my doula, my husband, all of them basically at the same time, they're like, you can do it. You're doing it. You can do it. You're strong. And I can't remember if I repeated those words or not, but I knew it, and I knew I could do it, and
0: I did it. <laughs> and that's I, super common when you hit transition to yeah. hit that, like, I can't do this. This is crazy. What am I doing yeah. type of mindset? So it's awesome that you had a good circle of support around you to remind you, like, yes, you can do this, or yeah. you are actually doing this right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was such a weird
1: sensation to experience just have it being on, like, this breathing hive experienced labor then all of a sudden just terrified and scared and not sure if I could do it but it's just amazing how it all works out
0: yeah your body was made to be able to do that it knows what it's doing yeah so then how was the immediate postpartum time after jasper was born or what did that look like
1: that was great. It was so different than Violet's. I mean, as soon as Jasper was brought onto my chest, basically I was just like, oh my gosh, I did this. And after like as soon as he after he was born, I felt like I was on a high. Like I was just the happiest I'd ever felt. I felt good, even though I my body had just gone through this major experience and I was tired. I just felt great and that lasted for like a while I felt good mindset body wise it was and very like- different <laughs> healing wise I felt like I healed pretty good um I think it was easier than the cesarean for sure There was different parts that were like obviously my vaginal area was a lot more sore than a cesarean <laughs> but I felt great awesome. I could do it again <laughs> after that <laughs> But it was, it just felt great. I felt like I could do anything after that.
0: Yeah. People talk about that birth high. It just, yeah. it it does make you feel like I could literally do anything. You just feel like, <laughs> like the strongest person in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about the birth of the placenta? A little bit. I
1: didn't give much attention to it as I was giving birth to it. Cause I think I was just giving all my attention to Jasper and he was just so cute. And then (laughs) I did, I did end up keeping the placenta to encapsulate it though. So
0: where was Violet during the whole birth? Was she around or was she not at the house?
1: No, she was around. We, we had moved to a new town, so I had, I didn't know anybody, so I couldn't just give her to someone to watch. And I was okay with her being there if she wanted to be a part of it. Um, She wasn't terribly interested ever. She just kind of played around for the most part. My husband and the doula took turns taking care of her, giving her lunch and snacks. And once she went to bed, she was in bed and that's when we had Jasper. So it worked out great.
0: And then she got to wake up in the morning and (laughs) baby was here. That's kind of a fun surprise. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you can think of just from your story both of your stories that we didn't touch on or well after Jasper's birth was the first time I told
1: my family that I had home birth <laughs> I they had been thinking I was going to give birth at a birth center the whole time cuz I didn't want to tell them
0: <laughs> what was that reaction like
1: well my um grandma she was a nicu nurse so she's seen a lot of stuff and so when I told her she kind of freaked out a little bit and she's like oh my gosh Rachel I can't believe you just did this I can't believe you had to be back at home I can't believe it once I
0: told her about all the stuff that midwives bring she felt a little better about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's I I have some family who works in the medical field and when we were planning our home birth there were just certain people that we just didn't Share our plans with because it was very much like, I know you're going to tell me like all the horror stories that you've seen in the hospital, and it's just not something that I can mentally take on right now. Do you have any advice or anything that you've learned in your journey through your two birth stories for women who are maybe contemplating having a home birth after a C section or just kind of weighing their different options?
1: I would say educate yourself, read about other people's experiences, listen to podcasts, um, trust your intuition. That was a major part in all of my decisions, just trusting my own gut, knowing what was right for myself and for my babies.
0: Well, thank you so much for being willing to share your stories and, and talk a little bit about them. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I love talking about this stuff.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Home Birth After Cesarean podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you're interested in sharing your home birth after cesarean story, send us an email at hbacpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.